Amen. Somebody say this with me. Why Christmas? That's my subject today. Why Christmas? And I, I, I was just thanking the Lord for the blessings of God upon my family and upon me and upon this church. The things that God has given us and, and, and uh, provided for us during these wonderful times of Christmas. And I, I, I could say all these things about bows and wraps and trees and lights and it's not what I'm here to talk about today. I'm, I'm here to talk about the true why. Let, let, me, let me lay a little foundation before I began today because you have to understand the heart of God. You have to know God and to understand His heartbeat to understand why Christmas. And I believe that. Christmas is a time that we celebrate the, the birth of Jesus Christ. Uh, Christmas is a very special time, especially to Christianity, and you understand that. As a matter of fact, I would dare say that his name is mentioned more in December than any month of the year. He is talked about more at this time than any time of our year. It shouldn't be that way, but it is that way. But you have to go back. I, I read a story. As a matter of fact, it was a writing in a book that I was reading and uh, by a, an unbelievable writer, an unbelievable writer named Max Licato. And uh, <clears throat> he wrote in the book, When God Comes Near, he told about a story of when he was a young man and he went to a, a, uh, a lecture where a gentleman was lecturing about God and, and the coming of the Lord and Jesus Christ and just talking about the good things that we all believe in. And he said a man stood up. I'm going to just give you this story real quick because it will lay a foundation as to where I want to go tonight or today. This man stood up and he said, You mean to tell me that God became a baby? And that he was born in a sheep stable. And the lecturer said, yes, that is what I meant to say. And the guy said, and then after becoming a baby, he was raised in a blue-collar home. He never wrote any books or held any offices. Yet he called himself the Son of God. And the lecturer said, that's correct. It is a true story. He said he never traveled outside of his own country, never studied at a university, never lived in a palace, and yet asked to be regarded as the creator of the universe. And the lecturer said, that's correct, sir. And then he went on and he said in this crucifixion story, he was betrayed by his own people. No followers came to his defense, and then he was executed like a common junkyard thief, and the lecturer answered, well, sir, yes, that's the gist of the story. And he said, the questioner said, and after the killing, he was buried in a barred grave, and the lecturer said, yes, he had no grave of his own, nor money with which to purchase one. 
And the questions keep coming. And he said, and according to what's written, after three days in the grave, he was resurrected and made appearances to over 500 people. And the lecturer said, yes. And the questioner said, and all this was to prove that God still loves his people and provides a way for us to return to him. And the lecturer said, you're right. And here's what the man said. And this is where I want to go today. He said, doesn't that sound rather, and he paused and he said, doesn't that sound rather absurd? And he said, yes. The lecturer said, yes. I'm, I'm sure it does. I'm sure it does. But that's exactly the way the story goes. For you see, the reason, if you want to talk about Christmas, we can talk about the what. We can lay everything out from the creation to Bethlehem's manger. We can tell you about the giving of the law. We can tell you about people who rose up and did mighty acts for God. We can tell you about the working of God among His people. The, the performance of God to His people over time has been an incredible story. Feeding them, clothing them taking care of them, carrying them through storms, through wars, through pain, through all of the things that the children of God went through in the Old Testament, giving them law, writing them in the tables of stone with the finger of God. And, and if I could stand here today and tell you the what of how it all came to pass, it makes sense. It makes sense that Jesus would be our sacrifice because a sacrifice has to be before sins are remitted. If you go back and study the law, there was blood sacrifice because men had to have their sins rolled on. There was no forgiveness, but there was a high priest that had to go into the Holy of Holies once a year. And he had to roll those sins forward with sacrifice. And, and, and the Lord, the Lord saw men's sin. Adam and Eve messed the whole deal up. They had life and they had it in the best sense. But they ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And from there came sin and sin came death. And so what I preach to you on this Sunday morning is the what is that the supreme sacrifice called Jesus Christ had to come. That's the what. He had to become our sacrifice to save us. Did not the angel appear to Mary and say to her, Thou shalt have a son, and his name shall be called Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sin. Aren't you glad for that? That He has come to save His people from their sin. So, so that's the what. Why did it all take place? I could take you through a long Bible study this morning and talk about the times and the dispensations, the giving of the law, the things that happened, how sin came, how death came, how there were all these people in the lineage of Jesus. Let, let me just show you a few things. Uh, you know, when, when you talk about you talk about the what, that's one thing. But let me tell you the why today. Because think about this. God, what God did, 
It was absolutely absurd. When one leaves the method and examines the motive, then you carefully have to look at the past and what brings us to this present hour and even to the manger in Bethlehem. For thousands of years, using wit and charm, man tried to become the friend of God. And for thousands of years, he let God down. Let me take you to the Scripture very quickly. There's Aaron. Aaron, who was the right-hand man of Moses, who witnessed the plagues of Egypt, who was a member of the Red Sea Expedition, and he was in charge and in leadership. But if he was so saintly, what is he doing in time in the Scripture leading the Israelites in, in what one writer called fireside aerobics or worshiping a golden calf? He miserably failed God. What about the sons of Jacob who are known as the sons of Israel, the father of the tribes of Israel, great-grandsons of Abraham, yet if they were so special, why were they gagging their younger brother and sending him down to Egypt in slavery? They failed God and His plan again. What about David, the man after God's own heart? The king's king, the giant slayer, the songwriter, the poem writer, whose glasses were steamy as a result of looking over into the balcony and seeing a woman bathe that was not his wife and committing adultery and then murder and then lying to the prophet of God. Oh, the failures of David. Yet God salvaged him. And what about Samson swooning on Delilah's couch, drunk on her wine and perfume and the soft lights. And when he, she got up and went to the other room, he thought, he thought she must be making herself more comfortable. But she was saying, I know I put these shears somewhere because he failed God. And God was simply merciful and kind. What about Adam? What about Moses? What about King Saul? What about Noah? Noah who was delivered by, by a great from a great flood by a great ark and then came off the ark and went out and sinned miserably before God. I've come to tell you today that they were all trying to be the friends of God and they were the chosen ones of God and some of them that I've mentioned right here already were found written in Hebrews 11 in the heroes of faith. So you've got to ask yourself the question. We know what God did. But why did God do it? And so therefore, why Christmas? Let me tell you what He did. He became one of us. He became a child. Wow. When I got to thinking about it, and I got to reading about it this morning, I, I read some things again that just just blew my mind. How that God, 
in His great majesty, when majesty kissed the earth, when God became a baby. Listen to me right now. God is a spirit. You want to read that? Go read John 4.24. God is a spirit. And they that worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. God is not a person. If God was a person, Mary was not a virgin. So we know that God, the Spirit, overshadowed a teenage girl. And she got pregnant. Have you ever thought about the story? Here's a girl that had never knew a man that was engaged to Joseph. And the angel had to, had to appear to Joseph and instruct him. Here's Joseph who, who, and I'm just being honest, all the kids are over there. You teenagers, you're well enough to understand what I'm about to say. And I'm not being vulgar. But she didn't know a man. Here was a man that had to wait his time. Had pushed back. Had said, no, I can't engage with my wife. I can't even consummate my marriage. Because I've been instructed by God. But here is a virgin teenage girl that God breathes upon. And God moves upon. And she became pregnant with the baby that was God's baby. That was not a man's baby, was God's baby. His mother gave birth to him in Bethlehem's manger. Have you ever considered that day? Have you ever considered what really happened? Have you ever looked at it in reality? I'll say more about it next week. But I want to tell you why he did it today. He did it because he looked in the time. And he saw Doris Britton. And he saw Ruthie Wheatley. And he saw... Every one of us that are in this church today. And He saw us in the state of sin. He saw us in our degradation. In our miserable state. He saw us as fallen people. He saw a world. He saw generations. He saw things that nobody else could see. For He was God. And omnipotence became pierceable. And God put off the majesty for the Monday and came to a stable and was born like a baby. God. I read something this morning that said the angels must have looked out of heaven and saw Mary change in God's diaper. See, you never think about it like that. We like to put God way out there. But God became one of us. God became like us. He grew up just like... Look, He was a child. Don't you ever forget it. He was given... He was given everything that you have. He had elbows and knees and kidneys and a spleen. He had a brain. He he was just like you and I. He lived as a baby. Those little hands were baby heads. And little did they know that that baby that was born in Bethlehem's manger was the God of the universe. For the incarnation said that spirit put on flesh. Hallelujah. And I'm here to preach to you on a Sunday morning. The why is sitting in this building today. The why is walking in your shoes today. The why is not some mystical thing. You got it last Sunday for Jeff Ferris. You'll get it from me again on this Sunday morning. For God so 
loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. You want the rest of it? For he came not into the world to condemn the world but that the world through him might be saved. There's the why. There's the why. What? Adam, Eve, Cain, Abel. Sin, the killing of an animal, the covering of blood, the flesh. The, 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 God, the animal had to be killed. The law, Mount Sinai. Animals, bloods of bulls and goats, the ashes of heifers. Law, priest. Law, holy place. Law, holy of holies. Law, tablets of stone. Law, law, law. And then when law was over, here comes grace. Grace through a manger. Grace through a stable. Grace through a virgin girl. Grace like we've never known it before. And he said, I didn't come to destroy the law. I came to fulfill it. I came to make it a little better for you. It's more than a set of rules. It's me showing you mercy and me giving you the unmerited favor of God. It's me saving you. It's me coming to your rescue. It's me becoming the Savior of the world. I didn't come because I had to have a big name. Look, let me tell you, those little hands that were in Bethlehem's manger, they were not made for a scepter. They were made for touching the blind eye. They were made for healing. They were made for power. They were made for anointing. And ultimately, they were made for the piercing of nails. Could you hear me today? Why Christmas? Why do we do all this? I started just talk about gifts today. Because we want to talk about gifts. We give gifts. And we do it in symbolic form and fashion. And we do it right. We overdo it. When you got a, look, let me just get a little normal with you. When you got to hunt something to buy somebody for Christmas, it's probably not needful. When your kids have everything and they can't tell you what they want because they have everything, you probably just need to go bake them a cake. I'm, I'm helping all of you that have to pay the bills. They ask me every Christmas, what do you want? I said, January. That's what I want. And I want to come out in January. Okay. How about y'all? It's over-commercialized. Gifts. That's what it centers around. Gifts. I like gifts. You like gifts. But it's more than gifts. Trees. I got one. It's in my house. My wife, we put it up. She decorates it. Family time. I love that. As far as I'm concerned, just get all my kids and grandkids home. Let's get around the house. Let's eat. Let's have fun. Let's fellowship. That's Christmas. But it's more than that. Why Christmas? Because let me tell you, in three to four months, we will celebrate what is called Easter. But there would be no Easter without Christmas. There wouldn't be a death. There wouldn't be blood. 
There wouldn't be a sacrifice. You see, laying in that manger in Bethlehem was the supreme sacrifice of all mankind. I, I, I don't know. It just began to dawn on me when I was talking to the Lord this morning. I, I got up and grabbed a book that I had become familiar with years ago. And when I started reading, my wife walked out and said, you got to hear this. And I started reading some of the things that were in that book and it suddenly dawned on me again. This is more than, than just about what we celebrate. It's about our soul. It's about saving us. It's about taking us out of here and getting us right with God. Christmas was for the saving of man. Christmas was for Jesus coming to be your sacrifice. I should have been crucified. You should have been crucified. We should have died on a cross. We have committed. He who knew no sin took my sin upon his shoulder. But he couldn't have done that if he hadn't have come through a virgin had been born in a manger and lived to 33 and a half years upon this earth. I'm preaching to you today. Why Christmas? Because He wants you to know that He loves you. That's why His arrival was, was unique. His arrival was unbelievable. God, God, think about this statement. God entered this world as a baby. Jesus Christ was God in flesh. Oh, you say, I don't believe that. Really? Who else could walk on water? Who else could turn water to wine? Who else could heal leprosy? Who else could open blind eyes? Who else could raise Lazarus from dead to life? Who else could? I'm telling you, he was God. Everybody say he was God. Jesus was not some fictitious person in our history. He was not just another prophet or a preacher. He was God wrapped up in flesh. He was God because his daddy was God. He was God because he was conceived of the Spirit. He was God. He was not another God. He was not a second God. He was the only God. Because you see, from from creation till Bethlehem, he was just the Spirit. But when the Spirit came on Mary, you go read the Bible. The Bible. Well, you say, well, I thought the Holy Ghost came over Mary and she conceived with a either Jesus has two Father or there's only one Spirit. Because the Bible in one place said his, that God was the Father. And another place it said the Holy Ghost overshadowed her. I'll tell you that the Spirit of God that lives in you and I is the same Spirit of God that spoke in the world into creation. I'm here to tell you there is not another but He is the only God. God and God became flesh for us for no other reason than to save us from sin. Did not the angel prophesy, Thou shalt have his son, a son, and his name shall be called Emmanuel? Emmanuel. Does anybody know what Emmanuel means? God. With us. So, we, we hear songs like the one that was written years ago, Jesus Christ Superstar, where God had to turn his face 
and not look while his son was crucified on Calvary. Honey, that's a false picture. That's a false picture. Let me tell you about Jesus. He grew up in a carpenter's house. Jesus was a normal boy. Jesus had girls looking at him. Yeah. Jesus loved to play. Jesus grew up like a normal kid. But he wasn't a normal kid. Because the Bible said, Brother Tony, in him there was found no guile. He never committed a sin. He lived. He was liked in Nazareth. Everybody knew him as Jesus the carpenter's boy. He was liked. Watch me here now. But but Jesus was just a normal boy. And and, and you know, somewhere along the way, somewhere along the way, he realized and he knew that he was more than just a normal boy. For it was in the temple that day that while while the learned men were conversing that Jesus entered the conversation and suddenly his mom and, and, and Joseph a day's journey away suddenly realized Jesus wasn't with them and, and, and went back to find him and he was in the temple conversing with the teachers of the synagogue. And, 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 and he, was, he was just astounding them with his conversation. And then you don't hear much about him when he's 15 and when he's 16 and when he's 22 and when he's 23 but suddenly he's 30 and he's entered into the age of priesthood and suddenly here's this Jesus that 30 years ago was born in a little manger in Bethlehem in a stable not a palace a stable where the rats were running across and the stench was strong nobody knew it the innkeeper didn't even know it. Probably got up for breakfast that morning and said, Well, we had a young couple come in last night. Didn't have any room for them. Had to put them out in the stable. All the rooms are taken. Hated to do that. The little girl was pregnant. Can you hear it now? He didn't know Jesus was being born. He didn't know the Savior of the world lay in his stable. He had no clue. The people in the temple didn't know it. They didn't show up. Let me tell you, so God and His Majesty just let an angel come down on the hillside, Brother Justin, and he grabbed a few shepherd boys, and he, he said, you go, go to that stable, the Christ child's born. Go there. Found a few wise men, and they, they started following the star. And it led them right to the stable. So here comes the gifts, and here comes the worshipers. And there was just a few there. But let me just tell you this. The world didn't know it. He didn't enter with great splash. There was no hoopla. There was no big party. The king didn't declare it a national day when the Messiah was here. As a matter of fact, John 1 says he came to his own, and his own received him not. They didn't even know he showed up. They didn't even know he had been born. They didn't even know he was in the world. But here's Jesus. Here's Jesus. 30 years old, he starts the priesthood. And he goes into earthly ministry. He calls 12. I could go through the whole story today, but that's not necessary. My point is this. Why did he do all that? Why did he go through the pain of life? He had headaches. He had toe aches. He smashed his finger with a hammer. I'm convinced of that. Nobody ever worked in a carpenter's shop without hitting their finger with a hammer at some point in time. 
but he probably didn't say what you and I would say. Be real with me now. He was just a normal man. But oh, this Jesus. Through his veins flowed precious blood. Through his veins flowed sinless blood. And this Jesus that said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to leave the ivory palaces of glory. I'm going to step from the majesty of my glory into the world that I made. And the creator became the created. Think about it. The creator became the created. And said, I've come. Why did you do that, Jesus? I come because I love Jimmy Williams. And I love Greg Jackson. And I love James Masters. And I love all these people that I've let live on this earth. I can't do anything today but thank Him for Christmas. Thank you, Lord, for the things You've, 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 you've given us. And Look, we're not going to change Christmas if you couldn't change it if you tried. They call me the Grinch around my house for years because... But see, what they don't realize is I'm the guy that pays the bill. You can be the Grinch when you pay the bill. That's right. Amen. Do I like Christmas? Oh, it's okay. I'll get through it all. Just like you do. The world's not going to change that. But during this Christmas season, I want you to hear me on this Sunday morning. I didn't preach for a great altar call. I preach to probe your mind. And I want you to tell you something. Every time you see a light on a tree, every time you see a bow on a present, every time you see a gift under a tree, every time you pass through the mall and they're singing hymns or, or Christmas carols and, and people are dressed up and, and you see Santa in his red suit. I don't know where that came from. But there's Santa in his red suit. I'm, I'm not preaching against him. I got one on my front porch. When you preach Santa and you 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 got Elf on a shelf and you got all this stuff going on, it's okay. I I don't I don't care what you do, but here's what I do care about. On December the 16th of 2018, let me remind you one time: Why Christmas? Because He came for you and I, so that we could be saved. That's why Christmas. All over this house. Oh, how He loved me. Oh, how He loved me. Andre Crouch wrote a song many years ago. Andre Crouch is dead now, but his songs live on. And He wrote a song, and I sang it all week long to myself. I, I catch myself singing. I don't know why Jesus loved me. I don't know why Jesus cared. I don't know why he sacrificed his life for me. Oh, but I'm glad. So glad he did. Is there anybody here that that is glad that he came at Bethlehem so that we might know what we know here today? That's what Christmas is all about, folks. Do yourself and your family a favor. This is no great message. You know this story, but i got to remind you, do yourself a favor this year. When you sit down to have your Christmas, all our bunch is gathering up here in a few days. When you sit down, do yourself a favor. 
before your kids open a gift. Before you eat whatever you're going to eat. Before you have your family fun. Won't you take five minutes? Say, kids, let me tell y'all. Let me, let, let, me, let me explain something to you. All this Santa Claus stuff's okay, and all, all the stuff we do is all right. And it's, but I want to tell you the real reason this is going on is because J-E-S-U-S was born to save the world. The Bible said, Luke 19 and 10, the Bible said He came, speaking of Jesus. Matter of fact, I want you to quote it with me. If you can put it on the screen, put it on the screen. I didn't have this in my notes, but here it is. He came. He came for what? The Bible said the Son of Man is come. For what reason? Everybody say it with me. To seek and to save that which was lost. That is the reason for Christmas. That is why we are standing here on this Sunday morning. And if I don't get anything else to you today, remember that scripture. He loves you. And He became a man just to save you. He became a baby just to save you. Let me tell you what would have happened. Real quick, here's what would have happened. If Jesus hadn't come, we would still be living like they were in the law. And you would have to come into this church or whatever facility we would have. And you would have to come to the priest. And the priest would have to go in and offer a sacrifice for your sins. That's what would happen. Aren't you glad? I I didn't see anybody toting a dove in here today. I didn't see anybody having to drag a lamb up the aisle today. Nobody had to do that. You know why? Christmas. This is why he came. This is why John the Baptist saw him one day and he said, Behold, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sins of the world. Behold, the Lamb. You know what the Lamb was? I want you to take your finger just like this and point it right here and say, that was my sacrifice. That was my sacrifice. That's why we're here today. Thank God. Thank God that He became flesh. And He was born. And He lived. And He died. That's why Christmas. Put your hands up. Oh, come let us adore Him. That's the way I feel today. Worthy. He alone is worthy. He 
Jesus. Oh, Jesus. What a wonder you are, Jesus. For you have done for us what no other has ever done. You have come to save us. You have come to seek us, to find us, to pull us out of our sin. Jesus, what a wonder you are. Jesus, thank you for your love. Thank you for Bethlehem's manger. I'm sure, Lord, I'm sure that we don't celebrate the exact day, but we pause in December to give honor to you, Lord, because you left so much and became so little that we could have everything. Thank you for it, Jesus. I just thank you for it. This, Lord, is my prayer on this Christmas season or in this Christmas season. Thank you. Thank you that you came. Thank you that you gave. Thank you for who you are. Thank you for what you've done. I give you praise, Jesus. I give you praise today. You are the holy God of eternity. You are the Almighty. You are everything that we have today and everything we will ever need. Thank you, Jesus. And we adore you and we magnify you. And we will never forget the real why of Christmas. And everybody said, thank you, Jesus. I love you today. We'll have service Wednesday night. We'll have service Sunday morning. Next Sunday will be special. Please be here. The next week, there will be no service. That will be no service from Sunday till Sunday. We take Christmas week off. I want you to enjoy it with your family. Visitors, come again. Don't forget the why of Christmas.